1: Cassie is the way Cassie is away Cassie is the day dream the day dream is okay Cassie is accident Cassie an accident 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 Cassie okay? is the way Cassie is the day dream the is okay an accident the loss is an accident
2: accident 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 gone, And welcome to No Filler the music podcast dedicated to sharing the often overlooked hidden gems that fill the space between the singles on our favorite records. In each episode, we'll dive into a little history of the artist and the album of choice, with snippets from interviews and concerts, as well as music from the album itself. On this week's episode, we're going to dive into Foles' debut album, Antidotes, that came out in 2008. My name is Quentin. I've got my brother Travis with me. Um and hey, I think we got some splinting to do, brother. Yeah, um, I guess so. For for so, anybody who noticed. And by anybody, I think we mean our one listener. I think our one listener no, we may got, have dude, noticed.
0: We have at least two.
2: We have at least two listeners. That's good to know. Um They may have thought, hmm, why isn't there a sidetrack up this Wednesday? I'm sure they
0: spent a lot of time concerned. Scratching their head.
2: It probably kept him up all night, dude. Yeah, All night. Yeah, so here's the deal. We both have day jobs. This is just a hobby of ours. So, yeah, we just want to kind of space out. So what we're going to do is we're going to release one full episode every two weeks. And in between that, we're going to release a sidetrack. So every Sunday you're gonna get something new from us. It's gonna be full episode sidetrack every Sunday.
0: Which I so, mean, let's let's get real, man. That's the that's the typical podcast schedule. Very few podcasts yeah. put out more than one episode a week.
2: Yeah. So we got a little too ambitious, brother.
0: Yeah. I mean, I you know, I personally, I just wanted to get a lot of content out there, uh, like from the get go. You know. So yeah,
2: yeah, and hey, we succeeded, man. Yeah, we
0: got ten episodes out or you know about 10 episodes out and and now it's just gonna be once a week
2: yeah yeah so uh today we are talking about foals um and let's just briefly just do a little brief discussion about what kind of music they bring to the table before we dive into our watch your hurts foals is a math rock band what does that mean to you travis well, I think... What's the, what's the easiest way to define math rock?
0: I would say what makes it stand out from punk rock or... Well, really, just... I, I associate Foles with, like, a punk math rock band. So, like, I try to think about, like, what makes Foles different from other punk rock bands is it's the complexity of the guitar and and the drum um sections of the band you know what i mean and like yeah especially it's 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 usually more than one guitar doing something uh, like in in tandem with each, with one another you know what i mean
2: yeah the guitar players Specific, well, in Foles specifically, I really don't know about other math rock bands because, honestly, I don't listen to math rock. Well,
0: so I pulled up a random uh, Spotify math rock playlist, and I will say that, like, Foles definitely uh, stands out. Um, okay. There's definitely the, the the complex guitar rhythms you're going to hear in every math rock band. But, like I said earlier, Foles comes at it from, like a like, a more, like, intense, like, vocals and, like... They've they've got the spirit of a punk rock band, but they 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 come at it from like a math rock approach.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's it's really it's really complex stuff. Let's just say that. Like you gotta you gotta know your your music theory.
0: <laughs> yeah, even though they even though they they even though they claim that they don't know, um, what notes they're playing and whatnot. Just like the Kings of Convenience, where they're like, oh, we never learned how to. We don't know music we just
2: are right really we just really had good a handful at it. of yeah. lessons or whatever right yeah so let's do um, let's do our weekly segment or I guess this is bi-weekly now huh let's do our bi-weekly segment on uh, what we've been listening to lately um so I'll admit it I I didn't bring a what you heard to the table tonight. Um, for some reason it's the last thing I think about dude mm. when I'm getting ready for our for our episodes mm. I'll be honest this is a band that I listened to a couple weeks back
0: all right
2: oh my god dude listen at least I'm being honest dude that's true um so this is a band called Ulrica basic I'd say kind of a, in the psychedelic rock vein surprise dude um <laughs> they've been around since 2014. Uh, They are from England They're an English rock band And um, I don't really know much about them I just just discovered them through Spotify Just last week And um, the song that I'm going to play So this is going to be What you heard first brother Okay. Um, This is A song that they just Released it had to be just a couple of days ago um, Because it just Popped up on their Spotify I haven't heard it you haven't heard it. It's brand spanking new. I hope it's good. Let's listen to it together, shall we? So again, this is a band called Ulrica Spacek, and this is a song called Lord Luck.
0: That turned out very, very well, my friend. Yeah, that was great. That was an excellent was song. Great. Yeah, the, I think the um, the drum and the bass killed it for me, dude. That was great.
2: Yeah, that was a great drum beat. Excellent,
0: and, um, then, and then the bass coming in.
2: Yeah, and they, he busted out the tambourine there. Uh, that was great.
0: Well, I know that this will you know, this this pig won't have a direct tie in or any sort of like tie in to math rock and Foles, but you know, since we're talking about how important the drums and the bass can be, dude. Folds was all about the drummer, man. For sure. The drummer is, killer.
2: Yeah, so that is a brand new track from Ulrica Spacek. It is on their EP "Suggestive Listening," and um, that's my what you heard, brother. We got to experience that together for the first time. It's pretty exciting.
0: Yeah, you took it, uh, took it, took a gamble, but paid off.
2: All right, so, Trav, what have you been listening to lately, brother?
0: Well, I guess this isn't really a, what, what I've been listening to lately. Um, but I wanted to play this band because this is probably the the second. Um, I don't listen to a lot of math rock, but I listen to Foles, and I listen to this group. They are characterized as experimental, but I would say that, that they align with math rock quite a bit. So this is a group called L1011. They are two dudes, a drummer and a guitar player.
2: How long have they been around? Yeah, I feel like they've they've probably been around for a they've, while now.
0: So they they've been together since 2002. So a lot, well, quite quite a bit. Fuck,
2: yeah. man, that's you know what's crazy? 2002 is a long, it's a long time. But when you just, it's because we're old, dude. We're getting old. 2002 doesn't. Right off the bat, doesn't sound like it's that long ago, but yeah, that's a long time.
0: But um, my first exposure to these guys, um, and and a lot of people's first exposure, I would imagine, because this, you know, they got a lot of attention um, from from this. Uh, they were featured heavily on the soundtrack to this documentary series by this guy named Gary Hustwit. Uh, if you've ever seen the Helvetica documentary or Objectified, or Urbanized.
2: I've seen both of those with you, brother.
0: Object, uh, Yeah, Objectified is one of my favorite documentaries of all time. It's and, really cool. Yeah, it's a great documentary. Um,
2: so uh, Elton Eleven uh, lays down the soundtrack for that.
0: Well, um, yeah. There's, there's, mu- there's Elton Eleven music on the soundtrack. I wouldn't say, like, it's not like Elton Eleven composed this music for these documentaries, right? Gotcha. Um, yeah. But that was my first time I, I heard an Elton Eleven track. I, I know you've done this before too, Q. But, you know, you, you go to the credits and you wait until the songs are mentioned. I mean, I could have just Googled it, but, you know, whatever. So what's cool about these guys, um, Christian Dunn is the instrumentalist, I guess you should say. And Tim Fog- Fogarty is the drummer. So uh, Christian is sort of known for Basically, he plays a guitar, bass, double neck guitar, um, and he will loop over himself. Like that's basically um, what these songs are. It's one guy, but he's looping over himself, and I think the drummer loops himself as well. Like they, you know, that's kind of how they. Basically, it's two guys who are pulling off these really complex uh, songs by looping and and um, electronic drumming and effect pedals and all that kind of stuff. So anyway, let's just listen to the pick here. Um, So this song is called Transitions, and it is the title track from their um, 2012 album, Transitions. All right, so, not much to it, right? As far as like, um, this is why it's such perfect music for documentaries. Um, it's very um, sort of.
2: It's repetitive.
0: Well, it's repetitive, sure, but I mean, you know, that's kind of the nature he of it. He does a of lot of uh,
2: finger tapping.
0: It's, yeah, it's really, um, really cool to see him pull that off live. Um, yeah. Because, you know, so he's kind of the- hopping around, tapping on all of these foot these foot pedals, you know what I mean? To yeah. set the, set the loop and all that stuff.
2: So um, the, on that recording, those sounded like electronic drums.
0: They probably were. Yeah. No. Yeah. He, yeah. Um, he, he, yeah. He's got a, a pretty elaborate setup, you know, cause he's going from an actual drum kit to, I think he's got like pads and stuff. Uh, I
2: don't remember. It's, it was so long ago. Yeah. Um, that we saw them, but yeah, I'm, I'm sure he's got a drum pad set up somewhere with his kit. Um, that way he can turn those loops on and stuff. Um, yeah. But I like it. I like it. And
0: so, you know, you're you're hearing a bass line as well. So he's, you know, he, he's he got a double neck bass and guitar. Uh, so cool. he's doing the bass line yeah. and looping it. And then, you know, so it's really cool. Uh, but what makes it math rock, I guess, is that it's sort of that angular guitar, right? And, you know, you can, you'll definitely hear... That style, I guess, of guitar playing in the Foles clips that we play, um, I just personally uh, think that the Foles guys um, do it um, better than, than than most. Especially after after you know, kind of skipping around a um, math rock playlist today, I can see a lot of bands sound more along the like the the Elton Eleven vein of like that more kind of like I hate to say the word upbeat my friend because that's one of the only <laughs> words i use to describe music but when yeah. you listen to Foles, they like i said they're more of a um they're like a punk rock math rock band you know what i mean and like math rock kind of found its way into some emo stuff as well um in the early o's so that style of like guitar playing sort of has gone around you know what i mean but um foals does something different with it i think than most bands do. So
2: so let's dive into it, brother. And I think let hey, let's uh start off with something that I know you Okay, well actually let's let's read off the roster real quick. Okay. So we've got Giannis Philippakis and forgive us, we don't know for sure if this is how to pronounce these names. We're just gonna fucking roll with it. Giannis Philippakis is on vocals. He's lead vocals, lead guitar. We've got Edwin Congreve plays keyboards. Walter Gervers plays bass. Jimmy Smith plays, I guess, rhythm guitar. I don't know. Uh, They may go back and forth as far as lead, depending on the song. And Jack Bevan, one of my favorite drummers of all time. Um, So, Travis, uh, tell me a little bit more about Giannis, something that you read about him that I thought was pretty interesting.
0: So so he's Greek, right? And um, he grew up on this... Island called Carpathos. And sort of like he talks about some of his early memories of music is uh, watching his father and other uh, local men from the island perform a traditional Greek ritual that is called Mandanades. And again, probably pronouncing that wrong. But basically, um, it's recounting the history of their village by improvising songs in iambic pentameter. And iambic pentameter is a line of verse with five metrical feet, each consisting of one short or unstressed syllable followed by one long or stressed syllable. And I guess we can get to this when we when we play two steps, but um it's kind of, you know, you can definitely see how this played into his, like his approach to songwriting, you know what I mean? But we'll save that for when we get to that song because I think it has a definite tie-in to that little story there. But uh, yeah, so so it's interesting because, you know, he goes on to say that, you know, a lot of indie bands at the time that they were, were kind of up and coming uh, would have been listening to or brought up listening to, you know, British punk rock bands like The Jam or something like that. Whereas he and some of the other bandmates were brought up listening to, you know, that kind of uh, folk music or world music. And then getting into the post stuff after that. So, like, it all kind of goes into, like, what makes... Particularly what makes Giannis interesting uh, is, like, that background, you know.
2: Yeah. And so, uh, members of Foles all met in different ways. Some of them, through school, uh, they all grew up or went to school in Oxford. Um, a few of them have known each other since around age 14, 15, and we won't get into too much here but they were a few of them were in other bands together I have a little clip I want to play it kind of talks about the music scene in Oxford at the time I guess there were quite a few bands in this uh, genre in Oxford uh, the math rock scene Um, and this clip kind of talks about it so it's Giannis speaking um, it kind of talks about, I guess, what they wanted to do differently uh, with math rock, you know, like the origins of math rock and kind of how they approached it a little bit differently. Uh, so, this is a clip from, uh, I guess, a radio. It was a radio interview that they did at a music festival back in uh, 2008.
3: In, in Oxford, like the kind of the, ba- the bands, that, the kind of scene that we were part of became kind of, um, it became quite. Self-absorbed in many ways, and like the the, often the fun in making like technical, you know, being in a technical band, like like, or a math rock band or whatever, is it's the challenge of trying to create something that is difficult, and it becomes boring. And so now the challenge, I I just I enjoy like trying to write hooks and trying to write stuff that communicates to me. There's more of a challenge in trying to write something that is accessible than something that only a few like beard-stroking
2: elitists will like you know so travis when you listened to this math rock playlist did you get that kind of vibe where a lot of the music kind of seemed more for beard-stroking elitists i I mean that's a good way to put it like was it approachable songs for the most part
0: i mean yeah I, i don't think it was um kind of as he said like boring like i guess the bands that that made made its way onto this playlist in particular were more um they weren't like strictly math rock you know what i mean sounds okay. like um i guess the band that the that, that they came from was the edmund fitzgerald right mm-hmm. uh the band that the Foles guys were in a they bit were, heavier yeah like these it was are more, like
2: your your six seven plus minute songs um, yeah yeah it was more very um, complex, complex.
0: Right, like that's what that's what they were going for, right? Uh, right. versus kind of like I said earlier like the math rock style of guitar playing sort of found its way into a bunch of different genres. So, I think that's maybe why if you listen to a, a math rock playlist, um, you're going to get a wide range of like singing and songwriting styles, but they're all going to have that more complex guitar playing. So, but yeah, you know, I think that's kind of what what makes it interesting is that because they were in this other group together and they were trying, they were approaching it like seriously and like trying to make more serious math rock. It caused Giannis to like grow bored with that type of math rock. And so they wanted to do something different with Foles, which, you know, probably is why Foles is so like interesting because like he didn't want to do like the boring math rock, like really super, um, like serious type, type math rock. He wanted to still do like the really like technical stuff, but like do the spin on yeah, it. Yeah, he which said
2: it, like, it felt too pretentious, and yeah. he wanted to shy away from that. Um, let's go ahead and play the first clip, shall we?
0: Yeah. No, that's good. Yeah. So. Uh,
2: um, so what what what's our first one? French the, Open. Yeah, the French Open. The, so this is uh this is the opening track on the album. And yeah, it, it does kind of it, it it is kind of like what we said about Tycho with the first track that we played on that episode. Um if there was a Foles 101 course that you could take at a college, this would be the song that they play. Um you know, get familiar with the sound. This is Foles.
0: It's a great intro to Foles because there's a good portion of it that's like instrumental like the the opening minute or whatever is is this build up you get to hear that the the angular guitar, how they do it like right off the bat. So yeah.
2: Let's get into it. Yeah, cool. So this is track one off of Antidotes. It is called French Open. Here, that's <laughs> such a great intro for an album, dude.
0: Yeah, and and like you know, I think what sets them apart is Giannis uh, as a vocalist. You know what I mean? Like he is so uh, unique. So this is a okay. I'm gonna read two different. Actually, no, it's the same. This is there's there's one quote from a BBC Sound article that came out in December of 2007, that I think sums up the Foles' sound perfectly. Different, but familiar. The Foles' sound mixes intelligent, angular guitars with fluorescent dance beats, all laced with impassioned, impatient vocals. That's perfect. That's a perfect way to, to, sum, to sum them up. Back in 07, before this even came out, that you know, it's all about his... Like, his impassioned and impatient vocals, you know what I mean? That's really yeah, the perfect really, way to describe it, it, the way he sings, you know?
2: Impatient, that's a great way to put it. Yeah. That quote that I I read in regards to Kings of Leon kind of comes to mind when you hear Giannis sing. Uh, he's singing like there's a loaded gun to his head, you know? It's like he's got a really, really important message that he's trying to get across, You know,
0: I think what's interesting about Giannis is that like a lot of times if you go see a band live, you know, you might hear the vocalist, you know, as they're getting into it and like really, you know, yelling and and it it might not sound like the recording. Right. But what's interesting about Giannis is that like on the recording, it sounds like it it sounds like a live show. You know what I mean? Like he's where he's just kind of yelling. His voice might crack, you know, it might be imperfect, but like that's what makes it so like. So interesting, you know, and kind of like what I was saying, more of like a punk rock vibe, you know?
2: Yeah. Yeah. And let's talk about the horns, dude. Um, so, yes, backtrack a little bit. Um, Foles flew into New York in the summer of 2007 to start recording this album. And their producer was Dave Citek who plays in the band TV on the radio. And um, he brought his own ideas to their approach. It was C-Tech's idea to bring in the horns. Uh, the horn section, uh, which is actually uh, members of the band Antibalas. Uh, dude, I don't know how to say that. Yeah, they're,
0: they're, they're an Afro-funk, afro yeah. um, Afrobeat group called Antibalas.
2: Yeah, yeah, um, and, and and so the
0: story is right that they kind of were unsure and kind of fought him on it a little bit.
2: Yeah, yeah. So he, yeah. So again, Dave, Dave brought in the horns. Um, I don't know if he wrote the horn section or, or if the members of that band wrote it for these songs. But uh, if you listen to EPs, you know, and singles of um, songs that showed up on Antidotes that were recorded by Foles themselves, the horns are not in there. And again, Dave C Tech decided to throw these horns in, which for me, I love the horns in this album. And when I first listened to this album, I didn't know, you know, I didn't have this knowledge. Um, as far as I knew, the horns, they these were members of Foles themselves, you know.
4: Uh, right.
2: I love the horns. I think, I think it adds a, a whole other level of complexity to the songs but
0: yeah i agree with you on the horns man i mean they really uh, bring something unique to this album you know and uh yeah
2: yeah but um so keyboardist edwin congreve of Fools was was a little bit concerned about uh what he saw you know he 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 viewed it as a whole new direction like c-tech took took our sound and kind of drove it in a new direction um, and he was worried about already established fans of Foles, um, you know, that kind of got into them through their early singles. He was worried that they would hear the, you know, polished up new album and and hear these horns and think of them as, as something cheesy.
0: I mean, yeah, I'm glad that they kept it in. That's all, you know, that's all I got to say, really. Yeah. And I'm sure that I'm sure they... I'm sure they they don't regret it you know because it's yeah. just so it's just so unique man you don't hear you don't hear horns very often you know
2: no no and and so one other thing uh one last thing just to, to say about uh, having producer dave ctec um apparently Tech sent him his final mix of the album they listened to it and they really didn't like it the way uh they put it they said it sounded like it was recorded in the Grand Canyon, so I guess lots of reverb. Um, just a sound that they didn't like, so they ended up mixing it themselves at the end. So everything that Tech did, they have pretty much trashed it.
0: I mean, dude, that means they could have easily ditched the the horns, you know?
2: Yeah, but they they kept it in, and I'm really really glad that they that they did because I mean, French opens one thing you know the 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 horns are are pretty out there on that song but you listen to the rest of the album and you 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 really don't notice the horns they it's just an another layer you know that it just adds like i said it just adds that just that touch of complexity that that makes this album stand out so much it makes it an album that that i revisit multiple times a year and i've been doing it since around 2008 when it came out i, I you know i listen to this album every year um it never gets old i i love it um let's let's jump into the next clip
0: yeah so the next pick is
2: is it two steps it, twice uh,
0: yeah i think it's yeah. two steps yeah
2: this might be my favorite song on the album dude i don't it's hard to it's hard to say yeah um but man this one whoo Um uh, let's just all right let's just play clip one man yeah um so two steps twice clip one this is the beginning of the song um Yeah, here it is. Their music just, like... It envelops phrase, you, man. It, you know, it gets like your an, hair it, standing up on end, you know? Yeah,
0: like, it, it just tickles all the right bones, man.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it, it gets the adrenaline going, man. Like,
0: But, yeah, th- dude, this song in particular really showcases Jack as a drummer. Oh. Holy crap. Especially, oh, and, yeah, like, dude. this song is all about the build-up. And what's great about this song is that they just, like... That clip we, we played was a build-up... Right, and then right. It it and then you know.
2: Right as it was fading out, it it, it kind of pulls away again. And, well, yeah, but this song has,
0: has dude. A lot of songs have one build up. This song has two build ups. You know what I mean? Right. So that was the first yeah, dude, build up. And you
2: know what's great? And yeah, so we'll go right into clip two, um, because clip two is almost right where we faded out at clip one, which is silly. Yeah. We just, I mean, we can't play the whole song. But yeah, it is two buildups and it's almost, it's back to back. It really is back to back buildups, which is yeah weird to Crazy. say, but they do it. They pull it off. Um, let's just play clip two, dude. Let's do it, man. Please, please, and um, so when we saw them perform, it was a while ago now. I mean, I think, I think it, was it was right after Twenty uh, maybe after Holy Fire came out. Which is there this. is
0: dude, there is a clip from the show that we saw. Um, really? Yeah, he, oh, yeah he's yeah. he's climbing up on the on the on the speakers. You know?
2: Yeah, he does that shit a lot. Um, I, I think to this day they still close with that song. Yeah, I think that's their that's their closer, man. Um, and when you hear it live, dude, he's just—I mean, he is screaming. Uh, yeah. uh, by yeah. the time that that the by that part of the song, he's just—I mean, he's 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 lost it, dude. His voice is gone. He's just, yeah. They they go all out for that. Well,
0: yeah. Uh, again, man, the drumming is 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 ridiculous in that song.
2: It's unbelievable. It, um, yeah,
0: yeah. What what is he doing, man? I mean. There's just something, I don't know, dude. Just really it's unique. Just so
2: here's the deal, man. You got to have a drummer that is bringing complex drum beats to the music. You got to have a bass player that's doing the same. Well, and the bass player have... has to
0: keep up with the drummer.
2: Right. He has to be able right. to
0: keep up, he or she.
2: Right, because the bass player and the drummer always play hand in hand.
0: Right, exactly. Um, so, so I mean, in order to keep up with with, with Jack, you got to be a really good bass player. And right. the thing about math rock is a lot of times, like you said, the bass and the drummer, bass player and the drummer are playing in tandem. They're playing with each other with math rock, the guitar player, the keyboardist, like every instrument is playing off each other in the same way. You know what I mean? And that's kind of what's interesting about to tie it back to my, what you heard pick with Elton 11, he's doing the same thing, but he's doing it by looping over himself. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah, which is really cool. Yeah, right,
0: and you know a lot of the a lot of the guitar, and this is kind of what the going back to the BBC uh, quote that it's angular guitars. It's a lot of like staccato, like single note picking, you know, but yeah. it's done, you know, very kind of staccato, quickly, complex angular guitar rhythms, and I think that song again, you know, I we kind of said earlier that French Open was a good intro song to Foles, but. Uh, two steps twice, I think, is like a good like overall like showcase of, of like what these guys do really well. You know,
2: two steps twice is the song that I play if I'm trying to get someone into Foles. Yeah, um, because or math rock. The, uh, you know, yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Here, just listen to two steps twice by Foles. You know, right, exactly. It's got everything. <laughs> um, so our last pick from this album is track nine. Uh, it comes right after Two Steps Twice on the album. The full title is Big Big Love, parentheses, figure two.
0: This song has a different vibe for sure than the other two, which is good because.
2: Which is uh, why we picked it. Um, it's a great song uh, on its own, but it was it, I think it's a good song to play, to kind of show their range, uh, what they're capable of, especially if you listen to Foles post antidotes, you know? Um, actually you know what this is as good a time as any i've got one other really good clip to play from Giannis being interviewed in uh 2013 on a bbc radio uh station so this would have been this would have been after their third studio album holy fire so this is just a clip you know he's kind of talking about uh kind of how they've changed as a band since antidote's um, I really like 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 what he says here. So uh, yeah, again, here's that clip from from BBC.
4: Um, how much do you think you've changed since Antidotes as as a as a band and as people?
2: A lot,
3: I think. I think it it was bound to be like that because Antidotes. We were like nineteen, twenty years old when we were making Antidotes, and we're we're like forty now. So it's <laughs> like, um, <laughs> it, yeah. It's you ch- won't
4: it, be laughing when you actually are forty, but yeah. go on. Yeah.
3: I don't know. It just uh, we're, we're definitely different. I think I think the ba- like I think, and people that are in bands as well understand that there's a kind of um, you, you, they, it's just a kind of you, you're endlessly changing mm-hmm. um, and and your desires and what you want to achieve with the band endlessly change. But then you happen to put out records sort of every two years, so they're they're kind of these strange snapshots. Um, it's like putting out a photo of yourself every two years, but nobody sees you like on all your like days in between. So.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: I, mean, there's I think that's the best description of how bands change that I've
2: ever heard. I agree. Like it's the um, best
0: way of looking at it because you know, as fans, like he said, like we never see the the in between. You know, I mean, we only hear no. The album every that they album put out
2: is a photo.
0: It's a snapshot. Uh, yeah, and so like
2: yeah, and you you don't see them every day in between. It's like yeah, um, and,
0: and fans get upset all the time when like their band sounds different. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah, and, and we've talked know. about this at length. If you go back and listen to our uh, what was that our third, our third episode on Kings, Kings of, of Ken- Leon. I'm sorry, yeah, on Kings of Leon. Um, That's true. Man. Yeah, same yeah. thing, man. And it's and yeah, he's totally right. Like, yeah, we're changing. It's you know, it's it's been two or three years since our last album. We're constantly changing. You're just only seeing, you know, it's like, it's like seeing a photo of a friend of yours. Uh, you know, and, and seeing from high school or something, yeah, and, and and then you see them a couple of years later and you're like, Well, your hair doesn't look the same as it did in this photograph. What the fuck?
0: And it would be silly to be like confused by that. You know what I mean? Be like, <laughs> right, right. I don't understand why you don't look exactly the same as you did yeah. in high so,
2: school So again, if if you listen to albums of theirs that 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 came out after Antidotes, what they've been doing now, um, you know, since then, each one is slightly different really um but yeah so i think big big love is a good uh, example of of kind of like you were saying it's it's like it kind of shows their range yeah um kind of what they're capable of so again here is we've got a couple clips we're going to share here is the first one from again track nine uh the song is called big big love parentheses figure two about the guitar work and the drums really i mean the bass player too um
0: and that's the thing and i guess you know we didn't really tie it back to uh his upbringing earlier but you know his lyrics are are never really that um complicated you know especially like the like what he's actually singing about you know what i mean a lot no, of times his, it's very simple, to, you know, one or two lines kind of repeated almost sometimes.
2: Yeah, his voice is pretty much just another instrument, you know. It's just another way yeah. to add a different type of rhythm to the sound.
0: Yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, they go back to his upbringing, you know, the Greek, growing up on this Greek island where he would watch his his, his dad perform these, these, dancing, these dance rituals with other men from the village. Where they would sing in iambic pentameter, it's kind of the same thing, you know what I mean? Like the the you know he's using his vocals in a way, kind of like you said, to add another rhythm to the to the math rock like equation, you know?
2: Yeah, I I would have loved to be a a fly on the wall, you know, doing those um, rituals. I would have loved to hear that. Let's play clip number two, shall we? sharks No. you're saying, saying electric shocks maybe shock
0: but yeah like i said like we said like the lyrics are never it's never about the lyrics they're
2: not profound
0: no, no. but that's th- not th- the they point you know, yeah yeah uh, you know the the very first song that we played french open he's literally repeating a slogan from i think like a tennis uh sportswear company
2: yeah, a french some slogan. or something yeah yeah
0: so he again, it's like he, his lyrics are not about the meaning necessarily. They're right, about it's the, not
2: necessarily about what the rhythm is of saying. The words. It's about yeah. how the rhythm adds what how you know what it adds to the song, right? Which right. is fucking cool, man. Yeah. Um. So I love that guitar line. That you know the the guitar part that's happening in that second clip. Holy shit, so cool. Yeah, it is cool. And same with the drums. Like he just you know jumps over to the, to the, to his, his Toms basically. Uh, it, it's just a, a, like a rolling thunder kind of sound. Yeah,
0: know? sure. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So, um, yeah, that's our picks for antidotes foals, uh, 2008 debut full length album. Easily one of my favorite albums, um, top 10 on, you know, it, th- that album is going to be on my top 10 list f- until the end of time. Probably.
0: Yeah. I would agree with you on that. Um, I think something worth mentioning here is that, you know, with no filler, we, we try not to play singles, you know, in within the episode, the, the tracks that we cover, the singles on this album, um, are, it's essentially the, the bulk of the, the, the first half of the album. And there are some killer tracks that, that are singles. They released four singles on this album. So, it is worth going and listening to this album from start to finish. This is one of the, this is one of those albums that that really is uh, no filler. They're, you know, it's all good. Uh, you really have to, and you really have to listen to it from start to finish because, you know, the French Open, the first track that we played is track one, and it spills like so beautifully into Cassius, which is like their big single. Like, it's just, this album flows really well together, you know, and you really have to give it a, a full listen to really appreciate uh, Folds, you know. I think, like you said, the last the last track that we played kind of showed, showed their range, you know, because the first two tracks were kind of similar. But if you listen to the album as a whole, like, there's a lot of different sounds happening, you know, but it's all kind of wrapped in the, like, in the Folds, you know, the Folds wrapper, you know.
2: Yeah, so that's our take on uh, Foles and their debut album, Antidotes. And uh, again, be sure to check us out. Uh, Just jump onto our website, nofillerpodcast.com. It's got pretty much everything that you need to know about us on there. Um, You can subscribe to us on iTunes. We've got a link to that on our website. We've got our SoundCloud player if you want to listen to us on SoundCloud. Uh, We've got our show notes on there. Uh, we've got our monthly playlists as well. Um, yeah, just just hop over there and and check it out, and be sure to subscribe and comment on iTunes. That helps us climb the climb the charts. You know what I mean? Yeah. Give us give um, us
0: a rating and and give us a a, a review, even yeah, if it's sure. a bad one. I mean, we yeah, wanna hear we want to know uh, feedback,
2: and we do have an email set up too, um, and we have a. I guess an email form that you can you can kind of you can post it right from the website. So if you think that we suck, let us know about it. Send us an email. Tell us why we suck and then maybe we can uh improve on the suckiness. But we'll never know if you don't send us an email. We want to hear from you. We want to know that people are listening, you know. Uh so our outro for this week is going to be a song from an artist that Giannis, um was really into uh, back in 2008, Arthur Russell, uh, who was an American cellist, composer, producer, singer, and musician, um, who, uh, according to Wikipedia, found success in downtown New York's avant-garde and disco scenes in the 1970s and 1980s. Um, and I don't know about you, Travis, but um, I had never heard of Arthur Russell uh, before looking into this. No, I don't think I have. And uh, I, you know, even yesterday too, I was listening to quite a bit of his albums. Really, really interesting stuff. Um, he uh, died, he, he died from AIDS uh, in 1992. Um, and they, there were a lot of un covered um, tapes some unreleased tapes just countless countless hours of music um, that Russell had never released uh, properly that were uncovered and there's been a lot of compilation albums uh, that have been released and I mean if if you if the only thing you take away from from this episode is um, you know that that we got Arthur Russell to to reach your your earbuds i'm cool with that because it's really unique and, and i think i think his his music is definitely needs to be heard um he is a cellist but he doesn't really use that too heavily in his music it's a lot of it's very beat driven um the song that i chose is called this is how we walk on the moon and if you are a jose gonzalez fan um he actually covered this song on a benefit uh, compilation called Red Hot Plus Rio 2. It was released um, back in June of 2011 by the nonprofit Red Hot Organization, uh, which wait, raises money and awareness to fight against AIDS. Um, so it's a compilation cover album, a lot of great artists on it, one of them being Jose Gonzalez covering arthur russell's this is how we walk on the moon so anyways i'm gonna let this i'm gonna let let this uh song play us out and it's just gonna play to the end of the track all right so that's gonna do it for us this week thanks so much for tuning in my name quentin and i'm travis and thanks so much for listening
1: This is how we walk on the moon. Nouvelle nuit